0: whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, 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 or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God.
1: Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny,
0: And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure
1: out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do.
0: Hello. Are we ready for this? I don't know. Last week we we tried you guys we we did a whole 4 minute episode and then my computer yelled at me and cut us off and said that i ran out of space in case we haven't mentioned this i'm a terrible <laughs> i'm a, i'm a pretty organized person in life in life but digitally my husband hates me <laughs> you're pretty I just am really bad at organizing she my just makes files. new
1: files and new folders and new
0: and I don't ever delete things to
1: put things and just makes another yeah. copy here mm-hmm. she doesn't know
0: where that one went yep mm-hmm. totally so my computer got full and so it cut us off at like four minutes into the podcast and then we tim was trying to put kids to bed so we had to wait till tim was done and then he like had to work on it and then we had to finish putting kids to bed and then
1: yeah it was just a rough night
0: we like by the time we could start recording again it was just too late and we quit so sorry whoops here we are i'm sure we didn't have anything important to say anyway
1: no it was a rough four minutes
0: it was (laughs) it was we're doing good so far. A minute and twenty seconds in. So, how was your week? This is feeling like a more hangout episode because I know my we haven't week, my week seen was each other.
1: Good. We. My family has for the last. This was our fifth year. We figured out that we have done a little family reunion in Scottsdale at Diamond Resorts. So my parents come and all of my siblings and their families and have time at the pool and bring games and cousin time. And it's really just a fun time. Mm -hmm. So we checked in on Monday and just checked out this morning, Friday. So we've been gone. All the way, 25-minute drive away, (laughs) which is is perfect for our family, but everybody else it's further. Yeah. But...
0: It's so weird when you guys are gone, though. Like, such a different dynamic. It was
1: super special. I was glad we were only 25 minutes away, because our air conditioner stopped working on Monday right when we were getting ready to leave, and so Chip had to drive back... On Wednesday to meet the yeah. air conditioning guy. Thankfully, it was just a part that needed to be replaced that was not too terribly expensive instead of our whole air conditioning unit.
0: You have, like, reoccurring air conditioning problems in your house. We have reoccurring air conditioning problems in our van. Oh. When I went to pick up Grayson from our art class, you know, oh, 45 no. minutes away. Mm-hmm. The AC was not working. And I, like, brought aero with me. And we had to drive all the way there and then all the way back. And it was, like, 118 degrees. It was so hot. Like, so hot. Is it blowing hot air Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But this is the worst part. I mean, not... I don't know. Maybe this is good. I don't know anything about these. But if I shut it off for, like, a few minutes and turn it back on, it would be cold again. But it's only cold for, like, a little bit. And then it, like doesn't work again and so we'd get like a couple minutes of a break just hope you need some freon. or yeah that'd be great but we had just put in i I don't even know know how much money last summer i know so it's like a that's one one really
1: big downside of living in arizona is that any of you who are not living in arizona and listening to this might sound a little bit needs or frivolous to need air conditioning in your vehicle. Like, there are places that you can... It's not fun, but you can get by. Like, right.
0: If you don't it's have. definitely not
1: but an it, option. here, it's like, you really need it.
0: Like I, when you're... we were driving, I'm, like, thinking, like, how many minutes, like, do I really think that Arrow's gonna be okay uh-huh. in this hot of a car? <laughs> yeah. Because it, it was hot. So... Yeah. It's fun. That's really sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well. I feel like I'm not talking loud enough today. I feel like we're both kind of whispering. It's just I'm tired and it's late. It feels
1: like we are supposed to be quiet right now. Normally when we record it's movie night and all the kids are watching a movie and
0: it just feels like it's still. But It's late now and all all of our kids are in bed. It's time to be
1: quiet. Okay, what are we talking about? Guys, there's so many things to talk about and so many things we don't want to talk about.
0: Yeah. That
1: it's really difficult.
0: To know what topics we're supposed to be breaching on our birth podcast <laughs> when very little has to do with birth. But...
1: If we were going to talk about birth right now, Mm -hmm. this is a time where
0: (laughs) we would. Can I tell everyone about Tim's plan for our new vlog that we're going to start?
1: Oh, sure. That's not what I would wear. (laughs) That is a very different direction than I was going, but go for that.
0: Tim's idea for our new our podcast slash vlog is he wants us to sports cast birth videos. Like have people send us birth videos and then we watch them and give comment like live commentary feedback on them. <laughs> yeah. So
1: we would get ourselves in trouble real quick with that, I think. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. we probably will never do that. But it would be fun. It would be funny. It is fun to do that. We kind of already do that, which is why it's his idea. Right. Yes. It would be fun to do that. But we'd make too many people mad. We'd yeah. we'd inadvertently come across as being mean. Not because we're trying to be mean. Birth is too... It's too... too uh,
0: <sighs> I want to say the word like,
1: sacred, but I don't like that drives me crazy. Yeah.
0: It's just too intimate of a right of a thing to like critique publicly, right? Do it you in know the privacy.
1: <laughs> Can you critique it in the privacy of our homes, <sighs> not live to everyone.
0: Yeah. Anyway, what direction were you going to go with? I was just going to go
1: to how we were talking the other day about... Maybe I wasn't talking to you about it. I don't know. About how thankful I am to kind of already be withdrawn from the standard quo way of giving birth in America oh, during yeah. this time. When it's just has to be so confusing and... Yeah. Something that I feel like, I feel like birth has already been turned into a just standardized process, but mm-hmm. now that that's being
0: Amongst even more... Amongst coronavirus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how much we want to get into that, but, you know, I would... I would go as far as to say that some of the regulations surrounding birth during this time, I would say, are... I mean, they make me really sad. Yeah. But... It Yeah, I don't even... When I say that, I'm referring to things like only allowing one person one support person in with you mm-hmm. while you're in labor. Or
0: there were some, in some hospitals cases, none right that the dads couldn't even be there. Right. Yeah. Um
1: but where women have planned their whole pregnancy with uh, to have a doula mm-hmm. and their and their spouse
0: mm-hmm.
1: and suddenly they have to choose between the two of them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That just—you're taking a woman in one of her most vulnerable times,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know—I'd already disagree with the fact. I—I I think it's. Uh, I don't even know how to formulate the thoughts in my head right now. So. Trying to go into the system put in place by hospitals and taking a doula with you already feels like it's barely going to buffer and help you that much. But then to be told you can't even bring Mm -hmm. that person to help you navigate, like someone that you can trust. So I guess one of my big problems is when you are dealing with the hospital setting, You might think you know who will be there Mm -hmm. as far as your doctor or... Right. I know I've heard of people saying, oh, I have a friend who's a nurse at this hospital. And if I go in while they're working, then I'm going to request that they be my nurse. And that probably works out sometimes. But the majority, by and large... you don't know who you're getting for your nurses. Right. And
0: they're the ones doing majority of your... Hoping
1: you might get your doctor or if you're in a practice with a lot of doctors that... Or midwives. I mean, there's practices where there's eight midwives and Mm -hmm. you are told up front, whoever is there is there. Right. And you can try to have an appointment with each of them so you can meet them. But you're not creating any sort of relationship that is, can be found, like, like the, where trust mm-hmm. is formed and real yeah. knowledge of the other person. Mm-hmm. And so if you've tried to have that by creating a relationship with a doula that you're wanting to bring in, and then you're not even allowed to do that, it just feels very defeating right from the get-go of, like... just do whatever
0: they tell you to do. Mm hmm Right. And... And, I mean, everyone also has their own... thoughts and feelings about different aspects of birth, and you've had no time to discuss things with them and have a chance to, like...
1: Well, even... even the appointments these days.
0: Yes, yes. I mean,
1: offices are doing... Telehealth appointments, mm-hmm. or yeah, or you can come in, but your time slot is very limited. And you can't, and you bring, can't bring your husband, yes. So, someone
0: was telling me that um, my friend Jenny, who might be listening to this, hi Jenny, um, she was trying to make a dentist appointment for her son, and they were, all they had were like telehealth dentist appointments. And she's like, my kids' molars loose, like. Oh. How are you gonna fix that through telehealth? Like what? You, oh, <laughs> like, dear. like she like couldn't find anywhere to get him in. It's nuts. It's nuts.
1: So yeah. I had a friend who made dentist appointments at her normal dentist that she's that they've been going to for her kids, but they weren't going to even allow the parents to bring them inside the building at all. <gasps> no way they wanted and the kids were like six and under and what they wanted them to just bring the child to the door of the entire office
0: oh uh, over my dead body them in I know zero percent chance would that happen my I, kids teeth can just rot <laughs> I
1: know I know it's just these things are mind-boggling mm-hmm. that this is really the reality we're
0: yeah living
1: in and
0: yeah wow
1: I know, yeah. The struggle is real <laughs> over all of this and what to say and what to think, and yeah. Um, so we're really struggling, you guys.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm really struggling to know what to communicate with this. And...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if we can have the most dead space that we've ever had in an episode.
0: (laughs) Of us just (laughs) saying we don't Uh, know what to say.
1: People are going to wonder if something happened to the recording and it cut off back there a second ago yeah I think it's difficult we're trying to be rational and reasonable trying to look at numbers we do care about people care about people because they're made in the image of God we have always struggled with trying to figure out how to handle Sickness Mm -hmm. issues way before the Wuhan flu. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a bad joke? (laughs) Well, you're gonna. COVID 19. You're gonna piss some people off with that joke. Probably none of our listeners. They probably all will. I
0: think so. Um, COVID 19. You could literally say anything and you're gonna piss someone off.
1: That's true. But. That was a joke, you guys. Um, <laughs> where was I? <laughs> I was talking about that before any of this started happening, we struggled with trying to figure out what to do about sickness. Because yeah. you do, we live in a society where people were not... People didn't really care if they were sick. Mm-hmm. If they were sick and they felt like they could push through it. Yes. It was all about how if they could they handle it. They push themselves. It really felt like... I mean, and obviously that's a stereotype. But overall it didn't feel like there was a lot of thought and consideration about, well, I might be contagious and I might get other people sick. Mm-hmm. And it felt like... There wasn't a lot of room for other people to have those convictions either, mm-hmm. because you you were kind of just expected to keep going. I think it's gotten worse and worse and worse. Yes, because with being as connected as we are with our phones and our email and our mm-hmm. text messaging and everything, there's an expectation for people to always be ready and um, yeah, always be answering questions right now and...
0: Yeah. But I do feel like that is a poor way of loving your neighbor when you're, right. like, sick and you're just, quote-unquote, pushing through your sickness to and go to work or go to school or go take to the grocery ibuprofen
1: store. to make your fever
0: go away. Yeah. Just so that you can feel well enough to, like, go even though you may still have... Like, you're still sick. Right. So... I think that that is something that this has hopefully is going to change in our culture that people are trying to be better stewards of...
1: Of paying attention to their... But it's like we couldn't then reasonably just be like, oh, yeah, there's this sickness going around. And if I am having symptoms, I should be extra cautious and maybe stay home and... Maybe if I'm having symptoms, I should wear a mask if I really have to be around people. But I should just try to not be around people if I'm sick. Right. To, oh, everybody could potentially be sick. And I don't know. We've been trying to find the numbers, watch the numbers, understand the numbers. But
0: the problem with the numbers is you can't.
1: They're so convoluted. So much so. And there's so many different opinions and sources of, oh, asymptomatic carriers don't spread the virus. Oh, people are spreading it all over without symptoms. I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. you basically can decide whatever you want and find sources to back that up.
0: Yeah.
1: But... I think we've really been trying to look at it then with a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. and
0: and I mean, in the Bible, the only example we have is the the example of quarantining the sick. There's never been a, a situation biblically where like we quarantine the healthy, right? To prevent.
1: Sick. Illness from spreading. Right. So we would be. We think that it's not appropriate for economies to be shutting down, which a lot of them have restarted. Mm-hmm. Here in Arizona, our economy never really tr- truly officially was completely closed down, but a lot of businesses did shut down and now it's reopened. But like so many other places, Mm -hmm. we have social distancing rules and now the big thing has been the mask mandates. And, you know, I think to just be honest, we're really struggling with finding any way that it makes sense Mm -hmm. it it's hard because there's a sentiment of well just it's not that hard of a thing to do
0: and if you love your neighbor you'll just do it
1: but there is conflicting information of whether it's even helpful in the first place and especially if it's helpful if you're not wearing a mask correctly Mm -hmm. or I mean and even what type of masks are even going to be that effective and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so it definitely feels like this kind of like we're going to put random whatever types of masks anybody wants to wear on all people Mm -hmm. to hopefully have anyone who's sick and doesn't know it not have their non-symptoms spread a virus right. that they don't know they're sick with?
0: But it's more likely that you would spread the virus by like touching your face with to the put mask. the mask on and take the mask off and then put the mask right. back on and then take mask back right. and off I've and seen
1: people move their mask to sneeze because they don't want to sneeze into their own mask, which <laughs> is the whole point of the mask. Yeah. But, I mean, this is, like, the level we're dealing here with here of, like... Yeah. It not really making sense.
0: Or, like, outside, walking your dog, alone. Right. Wearing a mask. Like, I don't... I can't, like, logically understand... Right. That. Owl. But I've seen it. Oh. More than once. I've That's the only thing I've been seeing lately. Yeah. So,
1: when it gets to that point, it feels like there's a
0: problem with it, and so... I think... I think one of my biggest struggles with this has been to like where this has felt like it's turned into this virtuous thing if you're wearing a mask. And if you're not wearing a a mask, the only reason is because you're being selfish. Right. If you're even just asking questions about the numbers, asking questions about why should we have a mask on and and asking questions of like
1: is this really helping is this could this potentially be
0: harmful it were just responded with well why don't you just love your neighbor it's not that it's hard not to put not a mask that on hard. and just like, do it anyway and i think that that is an issue when people are putting on masks to just follow the directions of those in charge And then taking hope in that, and pride in that, that they're just, quote-unquote, loving their neighbor by not asking questions and not...
1: Right. I think there just hasn't been enough proof that it's actually something that needs to be done. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're really wrestling through that.
0: Yeah. And... I'm I'm thankful, I was thinking today, that... I'm thankful that there's very few places we actually go. <laughs> and that we... Like, it's not very often that I even need to, like, think through this. As far as, like... Right. We... We probably stay home more than, like, the average Joe. Right. That it's not that big of a shift for us. Um, I think it's good
1: and bad. I mean, it's, it's making it easier and harder because it's kind of like we've talked about once you start wearing a mask somewhere it is a lot easier to just keep doing it and Mm -hmm. just it I think that's the part that's been hard about all this is watching how how quickly so many people take on a new normal and Mm -hmm. are just fine with it without and so this is a topic that does overlap birth for us and so many other things because Mm -hmm. It's asking questions about, well, why do we do that mm-hmm. specific thing? Why do we clamp and cut the cord within twenty seconds of the baby being born?
0: Mm-hmm. And is that is there evidence is to back that up? And really actually beneficial? That, yes.
1: What was? How did that even start? There's so many so many things in the process of giving birth. At the hospital Mm -hmm. or anywhere. But, I mean, because it's not that much different with some midwives at home. That, um, I mean, honestly, you could even apply it to our... What we believe about preventing pregnancy. Mm -hmm. When you are born into a, a culture... The, the ideology around you is... So, I was I was raised up just with the people around me. Everyone was on birth control when they got married. That was the normal mm-hmm. thing to do. And then you stopped using birth control when you wanted to have a baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I can remember when... I kind of... The first time I thought, well... I have to actually be taking the birth control, though, to be on the birth control. Mm-hmm. That's not where things... That's not the natural way things started out. Right. Like, mm-hmm. if I... If I just went back to the beginning, like...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You just get married and you're...
0: You get pregnant when you get pregnant, right? Yeah,
1: and so I think that's what I'm saying is when you're when you're, you know, you go and you have a baby at the hospital and you don't know anything, and there's all these different things that are just standard and routine and it's just what they do. Mm-hmm. They had to start somewhere, like when right. Eve had her first baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There wasn't someone there. With an electronic fetal monitoring and rubbing the goo on her belly and moving it around and...
0: Clamping the cord and checking heart tones and...
1: Yeah, sucking out her babies.
0: With the blue bulb syringe.
1: Yeah. There's, There's just so many things that we've made this... We've created this process and this is.
0: Just and not to say that like modern advances in medical technologies are all unnecessary. That's not what we're saying.
1: We're saying with all of these different things, we should be asking questions. We should be asking the questions. We should be asking why is this done? How did this start? What is the belief system mm-hmm. behind it? What is the it? evidence? What is the evidence? for it yeah what's what's the world view even behind it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we should be making sure that those things match up with what we believe mm-hmm. about who God is as the creator who God is as the s- sustainer of all things what our role is in life to glorify God and to enjoy him forever these are I mean, we should be basing everything up against a biblical backdrop. Right. And so this isn't a new thing we're doing just all of a sudden with.
0: Right. And it's important to. I think what you were saying about viewing this from. what What is the question? What is the worldview coming at? I think that that is something that is huge with what's happening right now is what is happening right now is not neutral as far as there's there's people pushing agendas towards
1: there's never there's never neutrality right and I think even that it sounds so basic to say that but I remember hearing that for the first time and really having to think through what I believed about that because I had been told for so long, like, well, it, I'm thinking specifically in relation to education,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, well, math isn't mm-hmm. Christian or not Christian, but it really it is. Mm-hmm. It is when you believe what you believe about God then you believe that he created the order and that he Mm
0: -hmm.
1: created the the basis upon which truth stands which Mm -hmm. is the grounds for math to work Mm -hmm. and you can pretend that you aren't using those foundations to base your logic upon but you have to start somewhere Mm -hmm. and so when you say there's no neutrality you're either doing things because you believe that god is who he says he is in his word and that you are trying to glorify him Mm -hmm. or you're not you don't believe those things you can't you have to be in one of those two categories. You can't be in this other category that doesn't fall one way or the other. Right. For God or against him. hmm Even if you aren't defiantly against him, if you aren't for him, mm-hmm. then it's, there's you are. only one other right. option. Yes. So... Somehow, all of this ties together for us: how we educate our children, what we believe about the family, what we believe about birth, mm-hmm. what we believe about parenting, and what we believe disciplining about disciplining our children,
0: and what we believe about government. What we believe about just cultural norms and things that we choose to do or not do.
1: Right, and. So as this stuff is unfolding with with coronavirus and with masks and with all sorts of things, we're just trying to figure out how we even talk through and think through and what questions we ask and mm-hmm. how we go about it because... We want to love God, and we want to love our neighbor. Mm -hmm. And we're being told that we can love our neighbor in one way, but we don't know. I mean, we're pretty confident that that's not necessarily the true way to be Mm -hmm. loving our neighbor. Um, And, I mean, there's lots of different circumstances. So, I... I'm not opposed to wearing a mask in circumstances where I feel that it's actually appropriate and beneficial Mm -hmm. to do so.
0: But I think that's the point, is that we believe man should have the freedom and the responsibility to make those decisions. And it
1: shouldn't be government.
0: Just like we believe that about birth like that and woman. and yeah all of these things a woman shouldn't be going into the hospital and be like well i didn't really want pitocin but if you're telling me i have to have it like that that isn't okay like the we should be able to say what things we want as far as medical interventions as far as mandates even if
1: the repercussions of that are not what someone else would think is a good repercussion.
0: Because if we're saying that you have to wear a mask to prevent for the safety of someone else, then that same argument could easily be used of you need to get this intervention done in your birth or your child needs to have this intervention done when they're sick in the hospital. And if you don't agree with that, and you question that, then that's just handing over the power to the government. That's handing over the power to the state, and they should they should and would take your kids away. Yes. And I think that's the root of the issue, is not just, well, just put on a mask. It's not that hard. You need to just obey your leaders. It definitely there's there's a lot more roots behind like what we believe about our God given rights and us to have the freedom to be able to say you know when and if we feel like that's you know a time that I do want Potosa and a time that I do want my child to have chemotherapy or whatever but it's rights that God has given to that individual family not to the state
1: yes there was a hospital in canada that when all of this stuff started in april they were strongly requesting i mean there this this uh article I just looked up on it says that they were requesting all women in labor to have an epidural but the actual letter when I had read it to the that the hospital had sent to the providers Mm -hmm. it was it was a very uh it didn't feel like it was just a request. It was like...
0: Requiring people to have epidurals in their labor because of coronavirus. Yeah, yes, because they... Can manage them better. And
1: then for emergency C-sections, there was... Somehow, if you had... Well, because if you had an epidural placed already, then it would take less time... Um, Let me see. We have found a markedly increased preparation time required for donning personal protective equipment and setting up the OR since they had put Mm -hmm. extra rules and stuff in place. As our operative team is not in-house, there are concerns about performing an emergency C-section in a timely manner. So they would just not have to deal with the epidural part of it, I guess, if they already had made everybody Mm -hmm. get one. So, um, basically... Oh, this is changing from when they, this, the article I'm reading right now was on April 10th. Mm -hmm. The letter was originally dated April 6th that they had sent. And I don't know where that letter is, but I'm guessing they got a lot of pushback in those Mm -hmm. four days and turned it into a request. Because at the beginning, when I read the letter, which I can't find right now, it had said that it was women, required women couldn't deliver at the hospital if they wouldn't mm-hmm. be agreeable to an epidural and that's just these things are crazy I mean mm-hmm. it's just slippery slippery slope
0: yeah I mean because it's not just well you just need to you just need to comply with what the leaders think is best and just get an epidural and you just need to comply with what the leaders think is best and give your child this medical treatment that you don't agree with and just comply, just comply, just comply and it's like... I think that's the hard part is
1: it's almost just become a normal thing to think that there's experts in all these different areas Mm -hmm. and you aren't the expert and so because you're not the expert you need to do what someone else believes is best yeah. Whether you believe it's best or not for yourself and for your kids. I mm-hmm. mean, and we don't agree with that because we believe that God has given us the institution of the family, mm-hmm. that he designed that, that he created man and then he created woman for man and he gave them children out of their... Being unified in marriage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that the instruction was given for them to raise up their children. Mm-hmm. And so, when you stop having that be your basis for things, it is easy to expect other people to be able to make decisions. And Yeah. So yeah. This probably all made very little sense. <laughs> I'm it's all over the place. That's it how really our minds, is. that's how our minds feel. We could go into much deeper discussing about all of these different side tangents and Yeah, but ways it feels- they
0: intersect with each other. It feels hard to even... It, we're trying to be so careful and when we're talking about this on like a platform like this. Not knowing the, where the hearer is at. And wanting to not just cause more division in people's personal opinions about these things. When we know there's like and a I, lot of emotion behind it. And,
1: and I do think that, that from what I've been seeing, there's a... A lot of pridefulness that is super easy to get sucked into when you make an opinion about any of these different things and then just decide that you are right in mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's easy to... These are Some of these are issues where a person maybe has thought through all the different angles and come to one conclusion and someone else has thought through all the angles and depending on their circumstances and what where they're at, they've come to a different conclusion and it doesn't necessarily mean that because in practicality they're doing different things Mm -hmm. that it means one of them is right and one of them is wrong. Mm -hmm. But that's where I think our bigger concern, what we would want the the takeaway from this to be is to be quick to be asking God for discernment mm-hmm. and be quick to be filtering things through what you know is true about who God is and what his word says and not just listening to someone throw Phrases quickly around and jumping on bandwagons in any direction. Mm -hmm. Just because it feels easiest or because a certain person that you respect or look up to is encouraging in one way or another.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, I think we have to be really careful. Um, Also, wives. I have a feeling... That for the most part there's a lot of women that listen to us probably not as many men yeah Steve but wives as you are navigating through all of this defer to your husbands
0: mm-hmm. yes ask no.
1: them what they think yes and be willing to submit to them in that whether it's makes complete sense to you or not. I think this is one of those... I mean, all times... These are... Practicing and learning to submit to your husband in little things that don't seem like they matter very much is going to be helpful to practice it in things like this that Mm -hmm. do matter because... there are consequences to these decisions mm-hmm. in multiple ways and I think it can be really easy I, that's you should be going to your husband to talk it through and it's I'm not saying that you can't disagree with your husband mm-hmm. um, but I think that it's definitely a time to be aware that God has given us husbands to to help us in these areas and m- men who are listening mm-hmm. t- take the responsibility seriously that God has given you to lead your family in mm-hmm. some of these things it's I it's hard sometimes because I feel like men are put in a, a hard place sometimes that as wives when we ask them their what they want us to do with Mm -hmm. something. And it's like, if they give us an answer of what they want us to do, it can be so easy, even when we don't necessarily disagree with it, but it can be so easy to just want to fight against that and Mm -hmm. give them the, like, well, but what about this type of answer? And yet I also feel like then that kind of just puts the husband in this place where they want to kind of default to like well I don't care
0: do whatever you want right and I think sometimes women do that coming from a place of like well have you thought of this angle like and just trying to like have more dialogue on it like do you know what I mean like have you thought about this from this perspective but ultimately I think that it is really important to be praying for our husbands as they're navigating these things. And then, you know, I think there's been times where I've asked him his opinion on what do you think we should do about this? And then he's said, well, I'm kind of thinking this. And I, I'll i set like, ask, like, do you want to know what I'm thinking about it? Or are you feeling confident in that? Like, right. and if he's like, oh, no, I'm feeling confident in it, then I don't need to even really give my opinion, but if he's like, no, I want to hear, like, I'm still like wrestling through this, you know, thing. Um, So I think that that's important too, to be able to have conversations, but also be able to know when to just shut up. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, I feel like there's been times even today that I was telling Tim, like when we were talking about something and like, I just don't trust Myself and my own emotions that I'm seeing this clearly at all. And so I need you to like... And that's why I think God has given us husbands is because they're typically more not driven by their emotions and can be more level-headed. And so I was like, I know I'm getting too emotional about this. I know I'm not seeing this clearly, so I need you to help steer me in the direction that you think I should go because...
1: And we know that there's always exceptions to that we know that not every woman in all circumstances is driven by their emotions we know that there are men who are driven Uh by emotional arguments we know that men are going to make wrong and bad decisions and Mm -hmm. we're but it's trying to always pick out the worst case scenarios of everything and then right. make blanket mm-hmm. policy based on those that right. gets us into all this trouble in the first place so yeah my baby is
0: waking up mad
1: all right he's teething he's getting his bottom teeth and he's not sleeping well so that's wow. going to wrap this up for us look at
0: least we got an episode for you guys no hey.
1: But, uh, yeah, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know how long we're going to be able to do these type of episodes. Yeah. Maybe we'll have something more light and fun next week. We'll see. Bye. Bye.